Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short study each day that gets us into God's Word for about 13 minutes. And you know, it's vital for us to be in God's Word on a regular, consistent, ongoing basis because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But being in God's Word every day really has some benefits that a lot of people don't stop and think about. It helps us to stay in touch with our relationship with God. It also helps us to have a more spiritual and therefore more positive mindset to be able to deal with life every day. And it throws a lot at us. Well, we always encourage you to help people in your life. And you know many probably who need to get into God's word because they need to start thinking about their relationship with him and about their soul's salvation. You can share these studies easily through Facebook friends or text messages and also other technological means. But we encourage you, make up your mind, make that commitment and follow through and start sharing these studies every day with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their thinking, their focus in life around, and thereby turn their life around. You may ultimately help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to get back into our general line of thought and study, asking the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, we went through one section of this before, and we focused on the one-word bottom-line answer to the question, why bad things happen to good people, and that's sin. Now, some people might misunderstand that and say, are you saying that a person sins and so then bad things happen to them? That's not what I said, and I've tried to emphasize and clarify that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the prevalence of sin throughout humankind. Sin pervades this whole world, and thereby it, it, it influences things that happen to us in our lives. Sin is everywhere. And going back to Genesis chapter 3, when mankind became sinners, everything changed. Now, one basic fundamental change for mankind was, was that death became a reality. Spiritual death automatically, because sin separates us from God, Isaiah 59, verses 1 through 3, but physical death also became a reality. And so with physical death, well, physical death carries with it all kinds of, of contributing circumstances, doesn't it? Sickness, illness, injury, tragedy, all kinds of natural disasters, violence, wars, robbings, hatred, violence, all of that and more contribute to physical death. And what is a companion with all of those realities? Suffering, sickness, ultimately dying, pain, sorrow, grief, all of that. Why do bad things happen to good people? Well, bottom line, if you just want a succinct answer, one word, fundamental, sin. In this particular section, though, we're, we're looking a little bit deeper. And we want to understand that we very often have a skewed view of goodness. I've tried to get across many times in teaching 
that God is the only true basis or standard for goodness. And so when people either come to a decision, well, I don't believe in God. Well, then tell me what goodness is. Tell me what is good. Tell me how you define goodness. You see, it's an impossibility because there is no standard for goodness without God. Now, at the same time, and this would apply to a great many more people than those who would say, I don't believe in God, it would apply to those who simply put God out of their minds. They ignore him because they don't want to think about having to live a godly life based upon God's teachings because they want to do what they want to do. And so to think about living a godly life, to think about reading the scriptures and understanding right from wrong and sin from righteousness, well, that, that, ew, that hurts their conscience, causes them psychological and emotional pain. And so they just put God out of their minds. And you see, when they do that, they cannot expect to live in the true goodness that God would have them to live in because they're putting the standard of goodness out of their mind. So how can they focus? How can they, how can they really latch on to the good life from what we learn to be the good life in God's word without God in their mind? God is continually referred to in the scriptures as good good, truly good. We talked about that account where the young man, the rich young man came to Jesus, Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 and 17, and he addressed him as good master or good teacher. What good thing shall I do or must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus responded in a way that was probably completely unexpected by that young man. Jesus said, why do you call me good? Why do you call me good? There is one good, and that is God. Now, Jesus was not denying that he was good. Very possibly, he was using something of a play on words to get the young man to understand, and all those others who might have been present there at that time, that if you're going to refer to me as good, are you saying that you recognize me to be truly the Son of God, God the Son? You see, that was a phrase, the good, that was understood by the Jews for hundreds of years to refer only properly to God. God is always good. In Psalm 34, Psalm 34 in verse 8, we read this. And we're not going to read all the verses in the scriptures that refer to God as good being good, truly good, totally good. But we'll look at a sampling. Psalm 34 and verse 8. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. And then Psalm 100 and verse 5. Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor... I'm sorry, I'm in 101, chapter, Psalm 100, verse 5. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Well, because God is totally good, 
he's also merciful. Merciful to a degree that <laughs> we do not experience in our actions toward people as human beings. But he is also a God of truth. His truth is always true and it endures forever. Psalm 135 and verse 3. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises to his name, for it is pleasant. The Lord is good. If we turn a little farther to Psalm 145, and we look at verse 9. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Well, again, the mercies of God go with the understanding that God is always good, always good. And then we want to turn to Jeremiah chapter 33. Jeremiah chapter 33, and we're going to read verse 11. Jeremiah 33 and verse 11. The voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of those who will say, Praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh yes, the Lord is good. The Lord is always good. And if we want to really understand true goodness, then we need to turn to God. And we need to learn of him from his word. In Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 25, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. You see, if we want the fullness of God's goodness in our lives, well, then we need to live our lives in the goodness of godliness by the teachings of his word. We need to follow him his way. And only in that way can we be truly counted by him to be good. The world may see us, and, and, and let me make that more personal. Family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, they may look at us and say, oh, that's a good person over there. But God knows the, truth, the truthfulness of that statement and identity. If we want to be counted truly good, we've got to come to God for forgiveness, redemption, salvation through Jesus Christ. Because only through the blood of Christ shed on the cross as the perfect sacrifice to pay the price for the guilt of our sins, only by contacting that cleansing power of that blood his blood, the Savior's blood, the blood of the Son of God, can we be counted truly good by God? When many of the Jews on Pentecost asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, what shall we do? Peter said, repent. You've got to turn away from your sins. Well, sin separates us from being good, truly good. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of or the forgiveness of your sins. You see, we must be forgiven of our sins before we can be counted good, truly good, by God. We're going to look at a number of verses of Scripture that point to some specifics along this line next time that we need to walk with God 
to walk with God, we've got to walk, we've got to turn away from sin. So, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer at this time. Father, the world needs your goodness, and not just your goodness bestowed upon mankind, but the world needs your goodness to be taken in and be the guiding force in their lifestyle. Help mankind to see this everywhere, Father, we pray. Because if there was ever a time when the world needs the goodness of God, it is now. Please, Father, we pray at this time, please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.